you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Come on. Could you lift up your voice with that hand clap? Come on, we ought to praise the Lord from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. What a mighty presence of the Lord that's in this place tonight. You can return back to your seats. Over the last few years, I've had an opportunity to preach at several different churches over the country and got to travel overseas several times. But, um, man, my favorite, my favorite place to preach is home. And, um, you know, we have something that's so special here, um, something that a lot of other churches try to find, but I'm happy to say that we have it here. Amen. And what we have here is the power of the Holy Ghost. We're an apostolic church living an apostolic demonstration. And we have that power. We have that power. Friday, I was uh, privileged to be able to go speak um, at a sectional youth rally in Kentucky. And uh, the Lord moved in, a, in an awesome, awesome way. Um, Everyone was so happy as everything that the Lord did. Everyone was so thrilled except one person. Um, and that one person came up to me and said, Babe, you did a great job except for you forgot to introduce your fiancé. <laughs> Destiny, I love you. So I don't really think I need to introduce her. I'm pretty sure everybody knows her by now. I hope. But... um Anyway, I just had to get that out of the way. Dad brought a dozen roses. I, I don't have the money. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, I felt the Lord deliver a word to my spirit tonight. And um, I don't have a title. I don't really even have a verse to start with. But I do believe I have a word from God. And uh, why don't we just let God do whatever it is that he wants to do in this place. Would you just put your Bibles down, lift up your hands, your voices, and your hearts with me. And why don't we just invite the presence of the Lord. I'm going to ask everybody just to lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and just let the Lord hear you. God, we magnify you and we praise you. 
We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, mighty God. Lord, we magnify you for another opportunity to be back in your house. God, let us leave this place different than we came in. Lord, and we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor in advance. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Why don't you step across an aisle and greet somebody. Let them know how happy you are to see them in the house of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Why don't you put your hands together one more time and somebody just magnify Jesus for his goodness. Come on, would you really just magnify him for his goodness? Hallelujah. 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 In the year 600 B.C., historians described to us that the children of Israel had been exiled to Babylon. That the children of Israel, they had been involved in things that were not pleasing unto the Lord. They'd found themselves wrapped up in idolatry and in rebellion. The Bible says that the prophet of the Lord spoke and the word of the Lord came forth that they would be delivered into the hand of the enemy. And for 70 years, the children of Israel, the people of Judah, found themselves in um, bondage held in captivity in the city of Babylon. The hand of God had left them. The presence of God had left them all because these people, the people of Judah, the people of praise, the people of the Almighty God had found themselves with their backs turned away from the thing that they knew was pleasing in the eyes of God. Can I get a witness? The thing that they knew that God required of them, the children of praise, somewhere in between here and there, had lost what it meant to be a child of God. They lost the way that was set before them. And they found themselves living in rebellion and in idol worship. And the Bible says that they find themselves for 70 years in the land of their enemies, outside of the presence of God, could I preach to somebody in this house that God is desiring for his people to dwell in his presence and to live in his power and to operate in his authority? I feel the Holy Ghost already rising in this place. Why don't you put your hands together and thank the Lord for his power and for his majesty and for his goodness. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Come on, somebody really say it, praise the Lord. And so the Bible tells us that the prophet Ezekiel is given a word. The Bible says that the Lord speaks to Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse number 1, and it says, And the Spirit lifted me up. And brought me unto the east gate of the Lord's house, which looketh eastward. And behold, at the door of the gate five and twenty men, among whom I saw Jezania. And I saw Palatia. And they were princes of the people. Then saith the Lord unto me, Son of man... These are the men that devise 
um, mischief and give wicked counsel unto the people. What we must understand is the Bible refers to these men as what is called princes of the people. Somebody say princes. What this meant is that these were people that the children of God had put above them. The thing about a prince is a prince never has power until the king is taken out of the equation. And so the Bible says that these men are princes of people. Jezania, who means whom the Lord will hear. Palatia, which means the deliverance of the Lord. And Ezekiel tells us that these were the men that were leading the children of Israel into the ways that were not pleasing unto the Lord. Men that were gifted and men that were called. Men that were anointed and men whose very name were a representation of the power of God. Were the same men who were leading the children of Israel into idolatry and which Men that all they had to do was realize what they were born with. To see that their very namesake was a testament to the power of God. But Ezekiel said, these are the men. These are the men. The Lord spoke to me that there's three spirits in the church that we deal with. The first spirit that he revealed to me can be found in Genesis, the spirit of the serpent. The spirit of the serpent is an enticing spirit, a spirit that offers you a better life. The Bible tells us that Satan comes to Adam and Eve, and he says, if you would just eat of the tree, I'll give you all of your hopes and your dreams. I'll make you like the most high God, and all you have to do is fall into my enticing spirit. The spirit of the serpent is a spirit of sin. It's a spirit that tells you you can do whatever you want to and I'll give you all of your hopes and your dreams and the thing about sin is sin comes to you and sin begins to speak to you that it's a harmless thing but all the while as we begin to fall into the trap of the serpent it coils itself around us like the spirit of a python and the scripture tells us that as sin begins to uncoil itself around us that it begins to squeeze tighter and tighter and tighter and before long this thing that seemed harmless that seemed harmless begins to squeeze the very life out of us and the spirit of the serpent begins to choke out the life of the people i came to serve somebody notice today that sin has no place in the church i said sin has no place in the church for he whom the son is set free We've got to lift up a standard against the enemy. We've got to make a stand against sin. A stand that says, that's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And the thing about this serpent is that as it coils itself around you, As it coils itself around you, animal experts would tell us 
that some animals, when attacked by serpents, that they seem to view the serpent as just playing with it, as just something that seems to be curious, and it begins to wrap itself around them, and they really don't view it as a big deal until all of a sudden the hold of the serpent begins to get tighter and tighter and tighter. And then they tell us that as these animals recognize that the serpent is not a friendly animal, but it's something that is seeking to destroy it and end its life, that as it becomes tighter and tighter, that animals then they begin to try to shake off the serpent. They begin to try to move, but there's something that's already happened where the clasp of the serpent has already become too strong. And all of a sudden they recognize that it's too late because the saint, the that, this, that the thing that seemed friendly to it, that the thing that didn't seem like a big deal, that the thing that you don't think is holding you captive, that the thing that you're becoming friends with, that all of a sudden when you recognize that I might have a problem with the alcoholism, I might have a problem with pornography, I might have a problem with secret sins, that all of a sudden when they begin, when they begin to try to shake it off of them, that it's already too late because the enemy has encamped himself about them. I've come to preach to somebody in this place tonight that it's time for the people of God to shake off. It's time to shake off the things of carnality, the things of the world, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I wish you'd put your hands together and somebody magnify the Lord in this house. The second spirit that the church deals with is the spirit of the harlot, most commonly known as Jezebel and Delilah. They were prophet killers. They were killers to the things of God. As a matter of fact, Delilah served. As a matter of fact, Delilah served the prophet of God that one day, somewhere, or sometime, that she was going to take him down. And the Bible tells us that these spirits, Jezebel and Delilah, that the prophet killers, they hate the ministry. They hate the things of God. They hate it when you serve God. They hate it when you're used by God. And so these two things, they try to attach themselves to people that are called of God, people that are chosen by God. Because they've come to steal and to kill and to destroy that's the job of the harlot. That's the job of the serpent. So we find both Jezebel and Delilah having one thing in common. They're seeking to take down the man of God. I begin to ask the Lord what the secret was, how Jezebel and Delilah, how they hide in the midst of people. See, there's a lot of preachers that get up and they preach about them. They preach about, young man, you better listen. Maybe she's not for you. They get up and they preach about, you better watch out because she's after you. But the Lord spoke something to me that the way that they most commonly hide is in men. See, everybody's down for a witch hunt when it involves a woman. Everybody has something to say about the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Delilah. But little do we recognize that 
the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of Delilah, they don't always make manifestation in a woman. But a lot of times they begin to make manifestation in a guy. They used to sit around and talk about gossiping women. Y'all ever hear that? Women, they sit down, they gossip, 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 talk, talk, talk. I hate to break it to you. There's plenty of guys that talk more than women do. <laughs> Fellas, let me just go ahead and say it. Men ought to be men. Men ought to be men. So the Lord began to speak to me. The Lord began to say that these spirits of Jezebel and the spirit of Delilah, that when it makes manifestation in a guy, that what they seek to do is they seek to distract the attention off of themselves. You want to know most of the time when you've found a guy that has one of the spirits on them, they're pointing fingers at somebody else saying that they have it on them. Well, but see, we don't want to hear that. They start pointing fingers saying, look what they're doing. Look what they're saying. You're not supposed to be here. You need to leave because let me tell you something right now. There's plenty of women in this house that are called by God that God is desiring to use. And there's some men in this house. There's some men in this house that God is desiring to use. But the problem is this. You really want to call it what it is? The problem is that the spirit of jealousy gets on people. But we're afraid that someone's going to be used more than we are. We get afraid that someone's going to be the one to get the microphone. We get afraid that somebody else is going to be the one that gets to sing the solo. Somebody else is going to be who God works through. Let me speak to somebody right now. Pride, arrogance, and jealousy have no business in the church house. And the Bible gave us another word. Touch not mine anointed. And I hate to break it to you, fellas, but there's some anointed ladies in this house that God's calling to the ministry. And you ain't got to like it. Well, that was pretty pathetic. I think we really ought to thank God for all of the ladies in the house that are called to ministry. And so the Lord told me, he said, there are people that hide. And they begin to talk about everybody else. They want to talk about how they have a spirit on them. And the entire time what they're saying is, I don't want you to look at me, but I want you to look at everybody else. I came to speak to somebody tonight that God's about to shine a light on some people. And there's some people in this house, you've made it your job to try to tear down people with the call of God on their lives. And I came to speak to somebody this, that truth always prevails. And you better get your hands and get your mouth away from people that are chosen and that are called by God because he always makes room for his own. It's the same thing we deal with in society today. The demasculinization of society. Men. Men that walk around gossiping like women. Women that walk around trying to be like men. The fact of the matter is, 
Some of you dudes, you're nothing more than a little girl named Delilah. Oh, but we don't like to hear that. Let me just speak to somebody right now. Let me just speak to somebody this right now. If you've been speaking against other people that are in this place tonight, and you've been speaking against your brothers, and you've been speaking against your sisters, and you've claimed to have a word of God, let me tell you, the Bible says that God's the Prince of Peace. And if your word is causing chaos to spread throughout the church and to spread throughout the youth group and to spread throughout your circle of friends, you don't have a word from God. You've got a spirit of Delilah and Jezebel on you. And you need to keep your mouth shut about everybody else that's in this place. I feel like in this house right now that there's some people that you've been dealing with people that are talking about you, with people that don't want to see you take off in the Holy Ghost. I just feel the Spirit of the Lord right now. Why don't we just lift up our hands? God, right now, by the authority of your word, Father, and by the power of your name, God, we come against every speaker of iniquity. God, we come against every spirit that's not of you. God, we bind the voices of the enemy that have been trying to speak through this house. God, we loose truth to flow right now in the name of Jesus you ought to put your hands together and magnify the Lord we're going to go somewhere but we just got to minister to some things right now so the Lord told me the three spirits the spirit of the serpent the spirit of the harlot and then the spirit of the prince the prince is the one that's anointed by God is one that has all of the giftings, Pastor, has all of the abilities, the chosen by God, natural-born leaders, people that could turn their whole world upside down. But instead, what the spirit of the prince does is the spirit of the prince says, I am a leader. And so instead of promoting the agenda of God, the prince promotes the agenda of himself. The Bible talks about the prince. It says that the gifted says that they're anointed by God, but the ultimate goal of them is to lead in rebellion. Jezania, whom the Lord will hear. A man that all he had to do was speak the word, and the Bible says that God would hear his voice. And instead of allowing the Lord to hear his voice and use him, he uses his giftings and abilities to allow other people to hear him so he can lift up his own influence and tear down the influence of God and the people and the man of God and the word of God and the church. And the You hear what I'm saying in this place? And then the other prince, Pelagia, the prince whose very name meant the deliverance of the Lord. But Pelagia, let me tell you what Pelagia did. Pelagia used his giftings and his abilities to come up and to tell people, God's not going to deliver you. And the only way that God's going to deliver you is if you submit to me. And if you'll do what I'm telling you to, then 
God's going to deliver you. In the spirit of the prince, what they do is they go out into the congregation. They go out all around the people. They try to get their circle of people. They start trying to say, you need to follow me. If you follow me, kid, I'm going to take you somewhere. They start saying, now here's what we need to do. We need to listen. The pastor, he doesn't know anything. This minister, they don't know anything. This person, they don't know anything. Could I tell you, if you're speaking against the ministry, if you're speaking against the man of God in your life, you've put yourself in a very dangerous position. You put yourself in a position where the covering of the man of God is not over you. The covering and the anointing of God flows downwards. That means that unless you're in line with the man of God and the word of God, the covering of the Lord is not upon you. And you might view that as something that's not a big deal. But let me tell you, this man is the man that stands in the doorway. This is a man that wards off the attacks of the enemy. The Bible calls him the good shepherd. He's a shepherd that stands in between the sheep and the wolf that growls in his doorway at night. But the fact of the matter is this. Nobody needs the pastor until their spouse or their child is dying in a hospital room. Nobody wants to be submitted until they've tried to figure it out on their own. And nothing's worked out the way that they've wanted it to. And then all of a sudden it's pastor, 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 I'm submitted to you. You want to know how you're really submitted to the man of God in your life? The next time you hear somebody open up their mouth against the man of God, you want to stop them right there. Go ahead and reveal yourself. You want to stop them right there and say, not my shepherd, not my man of God, not my covering. I'm not just preaching to the young people. I'm preaching to the church tonight. We've got to get it right. We've got to get it right. The Bible talks about the prince. The Bible talks about him in the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 8. Verse number 7, and Ezekiel says, talking about the Lord, and he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then said he unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, Go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went and saw, behold, every form of creeping thing, the serpent, and every form of abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. And there stood before them 70 men of the ancients of the house of Israel, talking about elders. In the ancients of the house of Israel, and in the midst of them, guess who stood? The prince, Jezania. And it said that every man with his censer in his hand. The Bible talks about that as he had a censer in his hand, that a thick cloud rolled up. And he said... In verse 12, then said he unto me, son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Talking about in secret. Every man in the chambers of his imagery. For they say, the Lord doesn't see us. Because we're operating in the dark. 
Let me tell you what the prince is. The prince is a coward. The prince is someone who's afraid to say it to your face. So instead what they do is they get the group text going. And they say, hey, why don't you come over to the house and talk with me just for a little bit. Because I have something to tell you. And so this is what they do. He's a coward. He operates in secret. And the only way, you ready? The only way that the prince has influence over you is to remove what the king has put over you and allow the prince to inherit the power in your home. Some people can't understand why they're not being healed, why their finances, why they're not receiving a blessing from God. And the entire time it's because you have people that are speaking into your ear, that are sending text messages to your phone saying, you need to listen to me. I came to preach to somebody tonight that it's time to start... It's time to start getting some influencers out of your life. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm preaching. I said it's time to start getting some princes out of your life and saying, not here. You're not going to inherit the power in my home. You're not going to have dominion in my family. Seek not counsel with the ungodly. But that's what we want to do. We want a yes man. We want someone to tell us everything that we're doing is okay. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. But God's trying to speak to somebody in this house right now that it's time to get the prince out of your house and it's time to put the king back in power. There's some mothers and some fathers in this place that all hell's been breaking loose with your children. you got to put the king back in power. You got to give the king the power in your house back. You got to shut the mouth of the ungodly that's speaking in your ear. We just came through a great awakening. We had amazing services. I asked the Lord, I said, God, there were so many people, so many people that you touched. But God, why are we only walking in the miraculous one week out of the year? tired of it. Pastor, I'm sick of it. We fast for it. We pray for it. At least some people do. Most probably don't. And we only walk in the miraculous one week out of the year. I asked the Lord, I said, God, why are we doing this? And the Lord said, when my people put the king back in authority, then they'll walk in power. Someone's not hearing me. You're one word away from seeing your miracle. You're one word away from seeing your miracle. All you've got to do is decide right now, I'm putting the king back in my life, baby. So he takes him. Takes him into the temple in the dark, Pastor, because he doesn't want anybody to see him. Takes him in the temple. They start burning incense. The Bible starts talking about the incense, it's, it's going up into the atmosphere. Well, the Bible speaks of incense in more than one verse. That this incense, what it represents is it represents your praise. You see, there's some people, they say, well, I, I worship God in my own way. Can I tell you that worship is vocal? And if you're not being vocal, the fact of the matter is you're not worshiping. 
because the Bible talks about the power of your tongue. You see, it's one thing to jump up and down. That's great. You're showing that you're behind them. Another thing to run the aisles. Man, that's great. You're in the service, but something happens. Something happens when a person of God starts to speak with their tongue. The Bible says that the tongue is sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible talks about the air. It says that the devil is the prince. There's that word again, the prince of the power of the air, not the king, the prince. And so when you take the king out, you give the prince power. The Bible starts talking about that there's a power that dwells inside of your tongue. So the Bible starts talking to this prophet. The Bible starts talking to Ezekiel. And this is what the Bible says. It says, son of man, you ready? It says, son of man, lift up your voice and prophesy against him. Speak it into the atmosphere. Speak into existence the miracle that you need God to do. It's real simple. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, I'll tell you what it says. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 14, verse number 13. Can you throw that up there real fast? Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 13. Here's what it says. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit upon the congregation, the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. So you have the devil, the prince of the air. Then you have the prince in the scripture. One saying that he's going to ascend himself into the heavens. The other one is sending up incense into the heavens. Both have one thing in common. Everything that you fight in your life, everything that you're struggling with, everything that you're dealing with comes back to one thing. It's a battle for your worship. It's as simple as that. It's a battle for your worship. Let me tell you what the scripture says. Here's what it says. The scripture says that when the Lord spoke to the prophet Ezekiel, and he said, lift up your voice and prophesy Against the princes. About four, verse la- four verses later it says, and the prince died. I've just come tonight to preach to you something real simple. You want to know what the key is to seeing your miracle. It's time for somebody to prophesy to the spirits that have held you bound in your life and declare right here on a Sunday night. I'm breaking the sin off of my life. 
I'm breaking the spirit of the serpent, the spirit of the harlot, and the spirit of the prince. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I wish somebody believed that in this place tonight. I wish somebody believed that in this place tonight. And it came to pass when I prophesied that the prince died. There's some people in this place tonight. You've been dealing with sickness. You've been dealing with problems in your home. You've had more attacks of the enemy on your health and your marriage and your children and in your youth group in the last six months than you've had in years of serving the Lord. God's trying to speak to somebody in this place tonight that it's time to call it what it is and identify it for what it really is. And it's time for somebody to begin to prophesy to the princes and the their life you see but what happens we start preaching about prophesying we start preaching about worship we start talking about you see this is the deal their worship turned to idolatry their worship turned to idolatry you will worship something Either you'll come into the house of the Lord and you'll be ready to lift up praise and worship unto the Lord for what he's going to do or you'll sit stagnantly by. But let me tell you something. Your silence is worship just as much as your words are worship. Silence is a faith killer. But let me tell you what happens. Just like Paul and Silas, when they found themselves in the middle of a dungeon at midnight, they said, we might be being held captive by some things in our life, but I've got to begin to give the Lord worship. And at midnight, when they worshiped, and when they prayed, the Spirit of the Lord came into a prison cell. Chains were busted loose. Doors were thrown open. God's come here tonight to set somebody free. Maybe I didn't come here tonight to preach to everybody, but I came here tonight to preach to somebody. The blood of Jesus is for you. I said the blood of Jesus is for you. This is what the Lord spoke to Zechariah about the children of Israel. It says, and in that day, there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David. Historians tell us that what Zechariah was prophesying, that what the Lord spoke was a foreshadowing of Jesus on Calvary. And that when his blood began to drip down, that a fountain was given to the people of the Lord. I've come here tonight to preach to somebody. You're not in this fight alone. You're not in this fight alone. But the blood of Jesus is for you. Into everything that's not of God, the blood of Jesus is against you. The Bible says that the fountain will open up the eyes of the people so they're able to see it for what it is. That's what it says in this verse. And then the Bible says something crazy. That once the fountain was being poured out upon them, and once they could see with their eyes what was happening in the spirit, that the Lord would speak unto them and that they would begin to speak against the false prophets and the princes. 
and that the inhabitants of the land would be driven out. And then in the very next chapter, this is what it says. For behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. I've come here tonight to preach to somebody that there's a miracle in this house for you. But let me tell you how you get to the miracle. Let me tell you how you get back into the presence of God. It's to decide right now, I've got to drive the inhabitants of the land out of my family, out of my church, out of my youth group. And I've got to decide right now. Somebody just lift up your hands. Somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice in this house. The Spirit of the Lord is in this house right now. I didn't come here tonight to entertain you with a pretty sermon. I don't preach like Brother Herring. I don't preach like Pastor. I didn't come here tonight to entertain anybody with a pretty sermon. But I came here tonight to speak a word to somebody. That your miracle is right on the edge of your tongue. And God's trying to speak to somebody. You've walked into this house and you're going through hell in your life. You can't seem to break out of the spirits that are holding you captive. The Lord's come here tonight to speak to somebody. That it's time to lift up your voice. And it's time to prophesy against the thing that's holding you captive. And if you begin to prophesy by faith, the Lord spoke and said, I will release the miracle that you've been waiting on into your spirit and into your family. We could get into this altar call tonight. We could come up, we could pray a couple minutes. We could go home, say we had a good service. But the fact of it is, when we start preaching about worship, we start preaching about praise, everything gets real tight. What I'd have you recognize in this place is that tonight as I preach and I've talked about the tongue and I've talked about worship and I've talked about things and spirits that have held us captive. It's got real tight in this place tonight. Let me tell somebody, fear is a faith killer. There's people in here, you've been afraid to combat the things that have held you captive because you're afraid of what everybody else in here is going to do. You're afraid of what everybody else in here is going to say about you. But I came to preach to somebody that he whom the Son has set free is truly free indeed. And there's some people in this house right now that God spoke to you all through the awakening. God spoke to you all through the service. And God's even been speaking to you as you've been at home. And the Lord's trying to speak to you that it's time for a shifting to happen in the atmosphere. It's time for something to change in our lives. Well, we can't just continue to walk in the miraculous one week out of the year. But we've got to decide right now. Come on, right now. That I've got to put the king back into power. Would you stand with me all over this house?
Would you lift up your hands? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you lift up your voice with your hands? Why don't you just reach after the Lord just for a minute? Come on, we're just going to stretch after the Lord just for a second. Just for a second. Brother, about halfway back on the left side with your hands raised. The devil's tried to do everything he could to keep you out of this house. You've made a sacrifice to be here tonight. And the Lord's trying to break out a blessing over your life. Why don't you all just stretch your hands towards him right now? Sister, stand beside him. The devil's been trying to keep you held captive. But I speak a release in the Holy Ghost right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. There's some people in this place. Go ahead and keep on praying if you're praying. But there's some people in this place tonight that you've been held captive in your health because God's waiting on you to prophesy to the prince in your life. I'm going to ask you right now, you need a miracle in your health. You ought to make your way out of your seat right now with your hands lifted up high to heaven. God's fixing to heal some people in this place. Come on, don't be afraid of it. You need a miracle in your health. You ought to come down with hands lifted high. There's people, you need a miracle in your finances. God's saying if you give more than you've ever given, I'll pour out a blessing upon you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to ask you. You're here with your family. I want you all just to make your way out of your seat as fast as you can. I want you to link up with your spouse, with your children. If you don't have any family in here, go link up with pastor. Come on, God's already moving in this place right now. I'm going to ask every mother and every father, I want you to turn, I want you to lay your hands on your kids. This is what we're going to do. There's people in here that you've lived with generational curses in your life because the spirits and the princes that weren't broken before you, they followed you into your life right now. 
And God's speaking to somebody in this house tonight that there's about to be a release of the Holy Ghost. And when this release of the Holy Ghost happens, that there's chains that are about to fall in this house. There's generational curses and principalities that are about to be cast off of some people. I want every father, every mother, I want you to turn. I want you to lay your hands on your kids. If you don't have any kids, I want you to lay your hands on each other. I want somebody just to begin to pray with authority. Come on, if you're a grandparent, don't be afraid to go with your grandkids. Come on, I want you to really pray against the thing that only you know, against the secrets that are in your home. God, right now, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind the spirit of serpents. We bind the spirit of harlots. We bind the spirit of princes. God, let there be a release in the Holy Ghost right now. Right now, somebody lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your voice. Come on, you know what it is. You got to call it what it is tonight. You got to call it what it is tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, there's unity in this place. And where there's unity, there's power. Where there's unity, there's power. Come on, lift up your voice. Prophesy to the princes. Prophesy to your miracle. We have nothing to lose. Everything to gain. Nothing to lose. Everything to gain. If you need a miracle, I want you to lift your hands up real high. You need a miracle. I want you to lift your hands up real high. The Lord spoke, and now that there's unity in this place, the miraculous is about to be poured out on some people. You need a miracle, physical, financial, emotional. I want you to lift up your hands just as high as you can. There's someone standing right there. I want you to turn. I want you to lay your hands on them. If there's somebody that needs a miracle, I want you to lay your hands on them. And now that you prophesied to the spirits, now I want you to prophesy your miracle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cancer's a liar. 
Depression's a liar. Kidney disease is a liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we're getting ushered into the miraculous tonight. There's miraculous power. There's healing power. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Say change. We got one being filled with the Holy Ghost right now. 